yeah. I'ma talk about everything you like. I'ma make it real, real quick, cause it's an A talk. And I'ma talk about it. Yeah, cause it's an A talk. And I'ma talk about it. And welcome to the Tanae Talks podcast, the podcast that educates and entertains, the podcast where you come to laugh and learn. I am your host, Tanae, and I have a very special show and guest with me today. I am be, I will be talking to author and founder of my Royal Royal Press. Yep, it, yep, Royalty Press. Royalty and, Press, yes. Ren Lowe. <laughs> and she is the author author of My Magical Brown Unicorn. Um, but before we get into talking with Ren, I can, I would be remiss to not mention our show sponsor, 810 Taco Seasoning. Um, um, this show is brought to you by 810tacos.com. 810tacos is packed with flavor and low in sodium. Visit 810tacos.com and use code Tanae Talks Tacos and you'll receive 20% off your order of anything over $20. So without further ado, I like to welcome my guest, author Ren Lowe. Welcome Ren. Ren is, I'm sorry? I was thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show today. And um, Ren and I go way, 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 way back. She is a native of Flint, Michigan, and she currently resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, she got her start in the entertainment industry as a singer slash actress. But after she had her daughter, Cameron, she wanted to tap into her childhood dream of becoming a book author, a children's book author. And so I'm going to let Ren, you know, get more into that story. But I want to talk about uh, today's show being entitled Finding Your Magic, because sometimes it is hard to find your magic when every when everything around you is not magical. <laughs> and she's she created this book entitled my 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 magical brown unicorn and we know there's a lot of unicorn books out there in in the in the world out there right now but the beautiful thing about a unicorn is that a unicorn stands out from the others and so i want to ask ren today i want you to tell the guests a little bit about yourself and how you got into books but my first question is how do you navigate the oversaturation of particularly a particular market when we know there are so many uh, unicorns out there. How does my brown magical unicorn stand out above the rest? That is such a great question. Um, and I must say thank you, thank you, thank you for um, having me here and sharing your platform um, to even give me a voice to speak to the people. Um, and such a great question of how do you find your magic um, or your thing in a, um, like you said, in a genre, in a niche that is so, so saturated. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of the things that I would implore people to understand is that there is no one like you. You can have a thousand people doing the same thing and those individuals are not going to do it the same because we are unique. There is no one that is created like you. There's uniqueness in our DNA. Um, and I feel like that that comes out 
in our creativity. Um, creativity, anything that has to do with any type of artistic flow, uh, I really believe that there's a certain DNA in mm-hmm. that. Bring to that as well. So, um, and so that is what made me confident in saying, "Hey, I'm going to write it." Because for, for one, let's talk about there's so many children's books out there, right? <laughs> oh, tons, tons. You get to the unicorns. There's yeah. so many, right? So it's like, okay. You want to write some children's books? All right, cool. And then on top of that, to pick, like you said, one of the most saturated things yeah. to write about characters, uh, children love unicorns. But um, I knew that no one could write a story like me. Mm-hmm. No one could uh, write a story about brown unicorns like me. And then my daughter, who is my co-author, Nobody has a daughter like mine. Nobody has a camp, you know? And so she really brings um, that extra special uniqueness to the stories because she truly actually helps me write. Mm -hmm. Each of these stories that is in this particular book series. Um, And so, yeah, I knew that um, this was something that was going to be special because of those elements. And just, again, remembering like, Nobody is like you. You're going to add something special that nobody else can add, no matter if it looks similar or not. So that is what really helped me build up that confidence to be like, listen, we are doing this, you know? Yes, that's Um, right. And so, yeah, and there's not a lot of brown unicorns around, even though um, in the world of magic and fairy tales and things of that nature, now we are starting to see more representation. But, you know, three or four brands is not enough. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, it's, it's not enough. So, um, yeah, so we're going to continue building it. We're going to continue growing. I hope I see more brown unicorns. You're definitely going to see them from me, but I hope that's right. You know, People catch on and get inspired and, you know, I I don't know, you know, it might be a a rapping unicorn. (laughs) And, you know, I think that it is, you know, you tapped on something. No one has your DNA. Nobody's going to do it like you. Even if you give them the full blueprint, you give them ingredient by ingredient your individuality will set you apart from it. I like the line where Jay-Z says, nobody built like you, you design yourself. Yes. I agree, I said, my one of a kind self, get every day like Jesus did. Yes. You know? <laughs> but I love that Jay-Z say that because I used to always say that I have 50% of my mom's DNA. I have 50% of my dad's DNA and I have all the power of God within me, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to separate me from you and you from me. And even when you hit the bookshelves, yes. uh, there was a quote years ago that I read that they, it said that when you go down the bread aisle, mm-hmm. going down the bread aisle, bread mm-hmm. has the same ingredients, baby, some wheat. <laughs> that's the key <laughs> some weed and so on and so forth I'm right. pretty sure if you don't matter the brand wonder bread or nature's bread yep. they all have the same pretty much ingredients but people like what they like yeah. they shop with what they shop with and none of okay. those bread companies uh, King's Hawaiian they got a little extra love they got an extra little brown unicorn in that King's Hawaiian yes they do, <laughs> they do. but You know, that didn't stop them from putting their bread on the shelf in the bread aisle. And I think that's what you did with My Magical Brown Unicorn and even starting your own publishing company. Mm -hmm. You being a woman out of Flint, Michigan, that's not 
something that you hear often that, hey, I'm going to go and start my own publishing company. And we got a lot of authors. We got a lot of stories to tell. We got a lot of street novels. Yes. Flint. <laughs> we yes. got a lot of, you know, just different types of books. But, um, you know, we got a few authors tapping into the children's book market, like Latasha yes. Perry. Yes. And, of course, author Ren Lowe. So before you got into publishing and helping little girls and little boys around the globe find their magic within the unicorn within them, because unicorns and sea of horses going to stand out among yes the rest right nice. you were a singer slash actress mm -hmm. so tell us a little bit about how you you know were pursuing that and then pivoted I know you had a daughter and that you know contributed to you wanting to tap into that talent but how did you go from singing actress and then pivoting yes that's a great question so um I always had a passion for writing however um I discovered i guess my parents discovered that i could sing when i was about like five years old so um at the early age of five years old i'm this little thing singing in the choir and i remember like wanting to lead a song and because of my age the choir director was kind of like uh and i'm like no i want to sing a song <laughs> and so, you're gonna let me sing you're gonna let me sing <laughs> So I got my little Tina Turner on and son, this little light of mine. Like that's the first. <laughs> I really will, but the audience doesn't know, but I know she is being real modest, but kind of not modest because baby, she was Tina Turner and up in there. Y'all, if y'all ever seen what's love got to do with it, a little Tina outshining everybody. That is Korean. Yes. Korean yes. low was yes. out here singing. Okay. Okay. I had to let them know that because you, you was out here tearing it up. Okay, go ahead. Yes. It, it is so funny because like that is literally what it was. I was like, okay, you know what? This is my moment. I'm going to show these people I know how to sing, you know? And so the other kids in the choir was kind of looking at me like, you know, and I was like, hey, this is my moment. I, I don't know what y'all five and six year olds are doing. <laughs> No, this is my like mother. mother, like daughter. Yes. <laughs> Y'all gonna learn about Cameron a little bit. Yes, you're gonna learn about Cameron. <laughs> um, and so that's really where like it started. Um, and so um I just I really loved singing. Um and, but I also remember, unfortunately, um, I experienced a loss at a very young age. Um, when I was about uh, six years old, one of um, my childhood friends passed away. And so I wanted to speak at his services and I wrote a poem. I literally, I remember writing a poem and me walking myself up to this podium and saying this poem and people were just like, oh my goodness. Um, and so th there was that kind of um, battle between writing and singing because at the time you know nobody's looking like oh my gosh she's gonna be a, a a great poet you know they heard the voice and so they were like oh my goodness she can sing and you know when you grow up in a household you know that church going god fearing household if you can sing or do anything like that you're supposed to do it for the lord like that's <laughs> that's what you're supposed to be doing period <laughs> period that's it you don't love god if you ain't doing it for god if you're you you're doing it. secular things Listen, if you ain't listening, so that is what, you know, I just, my understanding was that, okay, I'm supposed to sing and I'm supposed to use this gift and sing for the Lord. So I became like at a very young age, I became the wedding singer and the funeral singer. Like literally everybody that 
transitioned in my family. I'm talking about from a young age. I'm talking yeah. about like 10, 12 years old singing at, you know, and yeah. it was, I don't know if that like kind of did something for me, like took a little bit of the excitement out of it. Mm. But what I do know is that in fourth grade, my teacher introduced us to journaling. And um, because, you know, some of my background, you know, we experience life very early as child, real life situations as children. So being experiencing life um, at a very early age, writing was my outlet. Mm -hmm. It it gave me the power to say the things that I wanted to say mm -hmm. without sounding disrespectful. Nobody could tell me what to write. Nobody could uh, minimize my feelings or tell me, oh, you too young. Uh, you under mm -hmm. No, I do understand. Um, and so I began to write in journal. And then um, in the midst of that, you know, just my creativity flowed. I always was like this bubbly, colorful person mm -hmm. with this vivid imagination. So in the midst of me journaling, I would create uh, worlds for myself. If it was something that I didn't have or I desired, I would create a children's story about it and put myself in there as if I had it and it existed. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with writing at nine years old. Um, but again, singing was pushed into the forefront. Mm -hmm. So I always, that's just what I did. I pursued, so I, I wrote on my own time. I wrote every day, but mm -hmm. I pursued music to the point where I began to write my own songs. Um, I want, I want to kind of tap into, you kind of mentioned our upbringing and growing up early yes. and experiencing loss at six years old and coming from where we come from the kid you were just playing hopscotch with could be murdered could be gone on by the weekend yeah could be gone yeah and it could be gone and so finding your magic finding your magic in the midst of adversity um how important is it for you to share that the, the magic of resilience mm, yes okay you better come on listen resilience yes. is so magical yes because you know that that unicorn could get buried under some dirt after all that tragedy mm -hmm. loss mm -hmm. but yeah you still found a way to smile and like you said you said create worlds yes. and i think people like you and i do that people wonder when I share my story, because I have such a smile on my face all the time, they like, mm -hmm. my nail tech actually pointed it out to me. She was mm -hmm. like, you've been through a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, I don't, I you guess don't I like that. like that, right? Because like to yeah. your point, building these worlds, like, so I would do it, you know, we, we both did theater and acting. Yes. Like you said, I'd be acting. I would put myself in the shoes of the people on the TV yes. or in my books. I'm a heavy book reader. I, if you notice on Tanae Talks, I have a lot of authors mm -hmm. because I've always dig deep into the books and go into the characters and, you know, they traveled somewhere. So I travel a lot because I want to go to the places that they mentioned in the book that they traveled, mm -hmm. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Yes. So, can you talk about the magic of resilience? Yes. Um, that is beautifully put, the magic of resilience. Because being resilient is magical. Um, but, you know, uh, magic doesn't always, it won't always appear pretty. 
it won't always appear beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But uh, there is ma magic in being resilient. And I think that it really boils back down to um, it takes a village, right? Mm -hmm. um, I was, I, you know, and, and every situation is different. So I grew up in a two-parent household, right? Mm -hmm. And so my mother and father were not oblivious to the things that were going on around, you know, us and the things that we were experiencing. But I really think my mother uh, did a great job of continuing to be like, hey, all because we're in this situation, that does not mean it has to define you. And then it goes back to the education system. Mm -hmm. having individuals who, who you're going to spend like eight hours a day with five days a week, you know, also reiterating that. Um, and, you know, we grew up in a time where there were still boys and girls clubs and there were still some, you know, upward bound and, you know, yeah. certain things where you had community that was still trying to help us see, and find our magic in the mm -hmm. midst of chaos, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like, we know it, because I am, I love reading and I love movies. We know chaos is just a uh, mishandled magic, right? <laughs> Say it again. Yes, chaos <laughs> is mishandled magic. That's all it, you know, it, that, that is all it is. So, those individuals trying to help us hone that and be like, let me, let me show you how to use this, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so that is where I feel like the resilience comes from. Cause it's like, you know, it's not always going to be rainbows and sunshine and things like and that. Unicorns. <laughs> and unicorns. Like, that don't stop you yeah. from being that unicorn and being able to create, you know what I'm saying? The sunshine and the rainbow. Sometimes it doesn't appear. Sometimes you got to create it. And so um, I think that it does boil back down to having a village um, mm -hmm. or you know, um, like you said, relating to things that you see, being mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? I don't have a strong circle, but that one teacher, that one teacher that gave that child that hug that day, mm -hmm. it was like, you know what? That one hug changed my life. So it could literally be that one person. So um, that is what I try to be for others. That is what I try to plant that seed in every book that I write, um, in the words that I say and how I handle people. But yes, the magic of being resilient, I really believe it's planted within your community mm -hmm. and within your village because, you know, sometimes it's not easy to just change your situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not easy to just get out. Like, you know, people say these real cliche things, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, if it if, if, uh, surround yourself with people who you know you want to be like, well, yeah. I want to be a multimillionaire. <laughs> Tell me, how do I get in the room with the multimillionaires that are not gatekeepers who are really going to show? So that sounds good. That all it, it, it sound real. Lynn Low. <laughs> I wanted to throw my phone at you about yes. four times because you speak it on it. Yeah, listen. Yes. Number one, mm -hmm. when you said magic is a mishandled chaos, yes, throw it on a t-shirt because <laughs> thank you, Lord. That was a download. That kind of that was a down. Let me yes. tell you something because this this podcast is going to help someone. Yes, but I always say that right. Be, I always think about um, street pharmacists, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Street pharmacists. 
have mishandled, have chaos, mishandled magic. Yes. These people are accountants. Yes. Financial gurus. Yes. CEOs. Most definitely. Leaders. They are leaders. They are business moguls. Organize. They are organization. There's a degree called organizational leadership. That's Baby, they have it. It is mishandled chaos that is mishandled magic yes. because because they can't see beyond their circles because they're not in those rooms right where yes. people are telling them because maybe they don't look the part or walk the part and i just mm -hmm. love now us millennials and the gen zers gen zers are breaking the the norm right we're yes. breaking it down we're sprinkling in our magic saying that success doesn't look one way Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to look like this. It doesn't have to be the suit on. It doesn't have to be straightened hair. It doesn't have to look this way. It's going to be so unique like the brown magical unicorn that you write about. Yes. That's how unique it is. Yes, yes. And you know what? And, and I love that you said that because that is really what it boils down to. Um, yes, we created the, the book series, but... Um, my magical brown unicorn is also a brand, you know, um, and it's continuing to grow. And, um, you know, one of the things that um, I just really, really, really wanted to emphasize is that, like you said, like we all have that magic in us. Like we literally all have that magic in us. Um, one of the things that I'm very intentional. A child might not be able to uh, perceive it or conceptualize it while reading the book, but I'm very intentional with certain things that I put even into the children's books. And one of the mm -hmm. things is um, the importance of independent play. In um, the first book, um, the main character named after my daughter, Cam, her friends are all busy and they cannot come out to play, right? <laughs> Sometimes we are in those places in life where we just all by ourselves. It's not because, listen, and it ain't nobody fault. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's nobody, like a child that can't come out to play, that's their parents' decision. The child can't be defiant and be like, yeah, I'm going to come play with you, right? <laughs> Sometimes we find ourselves in situations in life where we are all by ourselves and it is nobody's fault. It is literally just life. It is literally mm -hmm. how, and it's like, well, what do you do with it? Mm. You know, and what does Cam do? She's like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna put on my magical headband and <laughs> I'm gonna go and I'm with, adventure with my magical brown unicorn. Yeah. Mm hmm. You know, when I love that because for a long time, Cameron was an only child, mm -hmm. you know, and I have an only child. Mm -hmm. And it's something about those only children. You had Calvin. I had to throw Calvin in there because I know yeah. you ain't gonna do nothing in this world without mentioning Calvin. <laughs> You had Calvin. Calvin's her big brother audience. Yes. Um, and, you know, you could, you know, throw ideas and bounce ideas and run the hinky dinky and do whatever you needed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's built in. Those those single children, mm. they have to, like you said, Cam going to go put on her tiara and be magical. Mm -hmm. and, and AJ was going to throw on all his costumes. Yes. You've seen it. <laughs> And and something about those only children, they teach us a lot. They teach us how to be alone. Mm. Like you said, sometimes we're in the, the season of loneliness or alone. And I, loneliness means you're lacking something, but sometimes you're in the season just of being alone. Yes. And it's not lonely. You're not lonely. You're not you're just lonely. alone. Mm -hmm. And those 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 only children show you how to do that. They show you how to find your magic because they are their own best friend. 
They are, <laughs> they are content and they are happy and, you know, um, optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, very optimistic. They're critical thinkers. They will find a way to get it done. Like, oh, okay, well, you said I can't do it like this. Well, then I'm going <laughs> to do it like this, you know? Like, yeah, so they do. They teach us a lot, like you said, about being alone and navigating through spaces alone and understanding that that is okay and that it's not always a bad thing, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's not. We, You know, like you said, those are just seasons and that is going back into, like you said, tapping into your magic. Um, mm-hmm. And even with the, the, this is one of the things that was very important to me. Um, you know, like even when it came to like the rainbows and the colors, right. We mm-hmm. know that all of the colors mixed together make brown. So um, yeah, yes, all, all of the colors mixed together make brown, you know? And so um, <laughs> I was very intentional, like you said, about like, it wasn't, I want people to know that this wasn't like a gimmick or a cliche, like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, there's no brown unicorn, so let me make a brown unicorn. Like, mm-hmm. no, it was very thoughtful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so even with like our rainbows and things of that nature, and I'm kind of giving away some stuff for the future books to come, but it's <laughs> like, you know, um, but that is even where the brown unicorns came from. And it's like, mm-hmm. so I wanted to make something beautiful, but then without ostracizing anything else or kind of negating or being like, mm-hmm. oh, that's irrelevant. No, let me tie it in for you and let me really show you. Like, listen, mm-hmm. so all of the other beautiful uh, unicorns and the different colors in the rainbow came from this one. So we're mm-hmm. still all tied into it together, but we got to know where we come from, you know, to know where we know go. Where we going. You know, and so (laughs) origin to, you know, our unicorns and our brown unicorns and really to highlight and to try to bring it into the adult realm. Like, hey, it starts with us, Mm -hmm. especially for my my, my black and brown people, to be uh, honest and um, not uh, feeling the need to apologize. I'm not apologizing for that. I exist in this world. I'm a black woman. I'm beautiful. There are Mm -hmm. some that are just, you know, um, undisputed where things start from and where things come from. And that's okay. And it's not to make anyone else feel uh, inferior. Exactly. It's just the truth. And sometimes, you know, we dumb ourselves down or hide our truth in order to not make others feel inferior. But what I notice is that sometimes we're one of the only cultures and ethnicities to do that. And I don't want my daughter to do that. I don't want my children to do that. I don't want her friends, you know, that look like her to do that. So that is another reason why I was like, hey, we got to have these brown unicorns. Yeah, we got to have these brown unicorns. I want to kind of shift a little bit. Yes. You're here now. You're winning. You're award winning. You're yeah. featured everywhere. You're on Tanae Talks. Yes. And- <laughs> I've been waiting to get here. I was <laughs> my time. I was like, it's going to happen, Jesus. It's going to happen. God yeah. made a way. And so you're here now. And But before you got here, I know there was a lot of no's. Yes. It wasn't always yes. Not at all. So how do you continue to remain open to possibilities after no's, rejection, and self-doubt? Yes, uh, because all of those things happen. Um, And I love what you said about the self-doubt. People think that um, people that they view as successful or that have achieved a certain level that they don't doubt 
or that they don't experience like the imposter syndrome. Like I am, you know, I am literally every day I have to remind myself that I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has, I think, a lot to do with environment and things of that nature, you know. So I have to remind myself, like, listen, you deserve this. You worked for this. You mm-hmm. deserve this. And that is one of the things that I feel like has kept me going. It's like, listen, you deserve good things. And, you know, I, while I, I have, uh, I grew up in a very, like, uh, religious household. And even mm-hmm. though I have veered off from religion, I'm very spiritual. So I cannot negate my background and understanding that for me, the promises that God told me, like, you know, um, that the word says he would give me the desires of my heart, you know, there will. And the thing that that we were missing was the timing, though. He ain't say when. And that's why I was like, okay, I thought this was supposed to, you know, I thought I was supposed to have this idea and I work a little bit and then it's going to happen. So I think that that's where the discouragement comes in and the self Because it's like, you wouldn't give me this to tease me. I don't have these gifts and talents and these ideas just to be tortured, but it's that real, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you see me shifting in my seat. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you I see me is shifting over here because you're speaking away. You know everything is in alignment. Yes. I just spoke to a few girls a few weeks ago. Um, you know, because that's what I asked God. I want to speak more. Tanae mm-hmm. talks. Tanae need to be out here talking. Talking to the guys. Right? Yes. And and just like you, I have to encourage myself because sometimes you feel like we talk about oversaturating. Am I posting too much? Does it look like I'm bragging a little bit? You know, you know, I got to tell myself, it's okay. How else do you get out there? If you don't put it out there yourself, exactly. nobody going to promote you like you. Like you, yes. And, um, but the timing. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to a group of girls and yes, you know, I also grew up in a religious household, spiritual household mm-hmm. and the power of writing things down. You said journal. Mm. Every, every time, every, I look back at my prayer journals. I have several of them dating back to 20, 25 <laughs> years ago. Yes. Everything that I've written, because we are powerful. We are magical. That's the thing. We don't realize how magical we are. We don't realize how this thing. It is. Uh, my pastor used to call it the little pink weapon. Yes. The power of life and death is in the tongue. In the tongue. We say it all the time, but we have a form of godliness, but not believing in the power thereof. Yes, yes. And it yes. is very true about what we say with this. If we say I'm ugly, I'm ugly. If we say I'm broke, I'm broke. But if I say I am rich, I am rich. I am or right. I'm going to, it's going to come. Yes. I saw the other day you posted on social media, enlarge my territory. Yes. You know, and sometimes that enlarging my territory, what we asking for, May not happen at that moment. We might not be ready. We got to go mm-hmm. through the rejections, the no's, the self-doubt to get to the place of understanding. But when speaking with these young ladies and we talk about time and writing things down, journaling, being my magical brown unicorns. Yes. The word says, write the vision. And make it plain. Make it plain. And what mm-hmm. we always fail to sometimes leave off is at its appointed time. Yes. It shall come to pass. So yes. that's the timing, right? At it's its it's going to come, but it's not in your time. In the time that is, Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. In the time that is most valuable and yes. at the time that is most needed. Yes, yes. And it might not look like what you thought it was going to look like. So mm-hmm. I used to always say this. I used to say, I knew that I had many gifts and talents. And I didn't realize what I was saying 
until I became like so I got in my 30s and I would always say I don't care how it comes I used to always say I want the wealth I don't care about the fame I don't mm-hmm. care how it comes I don't care what comes first mm-hmm. and it's like sometimes we have it in our head what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. and God didn't say like you know um it's gonna look like this like you said I said it's gonna happen you know, mm-hmm. and we have this idea of how it's going to happen and what it's going to look like when it unfolds. And it's like, I didn't tell you that. Like, you know, and it's kind of like cre- how we say we create expe- expectations for people that they didn't agree to. God, like, I didn't say that. Say I didn't say <laughs> for others that they did not agree to. And then we disappoint ourselves. And we, we think that they're disappointing us, but they didn't disappoint us. We disappointed mm-hmm. ourselves because we created an expectation for them that they did not agree to. And it's the same thing with God. Like, he's like, I didn't say that. But that is why it is also important when we get back to speaking to the magic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know, you know, um, in the spiritual realm, this word magic can be some type of taboo. You know, people don't believe in using the word magic, but I, re- I believe that words are very synonymous and th- they mean the same thing. But we are in a world where everybody wants to be right and they want it done their way. And only if it's their way, <laughs> that's the only way to the kingdom or that's the only <laughs> way that is right. You know, but God says. That he gave us not the spirit of fear, but of love and what? The power and of a sound mind. And power. Power Power is synonymous with magic. Lord, you telling me I'm powerful. So so I can be powerful, but I can't use the word magic. So if I'm powerful, I'm not magical. They ain't going to like it, Ren. They ain't going to like it, but it's I told, you. I told God if you ever gave me the opportunity. <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. It's, it's true. true. Listen, I and, and let me say this right here on this platform so they hear it first. Where you at? Where you located? Tanae Talks, okay. On the Tanae Talks podcast? On the, yes. On the <laughs> Tanae Talks podcast. Listen, you heard it here first. Like, um, I am a firm believer. I am a firm believer. I believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So y'all heard that, right? Mm-hmm. I Listen, and I 100% that God put tools here for us to use to tap into our magic. I serve no other God but the one and true only living God, okay? And I 100% believe that I am magical. And I 100% and I 100% believe that you are magical. Yeah, and listen, <laughs> and this is my prayer. This is my prayer that I pray. God, yeah. protect me against myself. If, if if it's not right, if it's not right, then I 100% believe that God will show me that it's not right. God will 100% be like, uh-uh, that's not the path to, right, to walk down because he don't have respect to man. And if Abraham walked and talked with God, he going to walk and talk with Ren. We're going to have a conversation just mm-hmm. like Abraham. It said Abraham bargained with the Lord. Okay. Don't let me listen. I know this ain't that. I know this is not that. <laughs> but it said Abraham bargained with God. Do not tell me that, you know, I, 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 I firmly and 100% believe that if there is something that I am engaging in or mm-hmm. interacting in and I believe it to be like a gift from God and it's not and it was sent you know, to deter me that God going to remove it because that's my prayer. Lord, protect me from myself and anything. And let's, we can go to Psalms 91. That's my favorite Psalms. That's the Psalms that I live by. He who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high. Like God ain't gone. He not going to let me 
be out here just doing any old thing, you know what I'm saying? And venturing Mm -hmm. into all kind of craziness if it doesn't align with his will. You know, and so bringing that back to the magic, because I have had people, you know, that say unicorns are not of God and magic is not of God. And think, well, God gave me and my daughter this idea. So, you know, that might be (laughs) right. And, and and if it wasn't right, it wouldn't be as prosperous. It wouldn't be as prosperous. And two things can be right at the same time. What That's right. Not be for you that because it might not be right for you because God knew that you would. You know how there are people who are addicted to certain. They have addictive behaviors. Mm-hmm. God knew that He couldn't show this to you and reveal it to you in this way because you have an addictive behavior and yes. you might go off. Yeah. Realm. Mm-hmm. He told it to me in a different light. You know, as yeah. long as at the end of the day, um, he gets the glory. Yeah. And I'm doing, you know, the the will that I'm supposed to walk in. Yeah. I I'm good with it. Um, so yeah, and I, I just love that. And that goes back to uniqueness. We are all unique, we are all unique in everything that we do, in the way Absolutely. we serve, in the way we praise, in the way we work, in the way we create, you know, mm-hmm. and that goes back to that. Magic, you know what I'm saying? That goes back, and that is what my magical brown unicorn is about. My magical brown unicorn is an idea Mm -hmm. of of realizing that brown unicorns are so magical and so unique, and that no matter what color you are, you Mm -hmm. have that magic and that uniqueness. Let that be a sign that this magical brown unicorn exists. And if something so unique and so beautiful can exist, do you not think that it can exist within you as well? So that is, you know, I really want people to embody that because it is really a mindset. Yeah, you know, so I know know we done went. (laughs) That's okay. We went all the places we were supposed to go. All the places we were supposed to go. (laughs) Uh, And so I, I have a, a final question. Yes. Were you ever afraid? And we I think you kind of touched on it, right? But are you afraid to show people your magic? I am becoming um, the individual who uh, is not apologetic. At one point in time, yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, it goes back to that. Am I posting too much? Does it sound like I'm bragging? Mm-hmm. Um, so not anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to be. I used to be afraid. I used to be afraid to say, I'm good. I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I used to be afraid. It used to be that, you know, I I, I am still learning how to accept compliments. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I just, I want to pause right there because I just saw a video where I was teaching people how to accept compliments because we are self deprecating or with ourselves right so if someone says um that's a nice shirt you say oh this old thing mm, right instead of saying, for years instead of saying thank you yes I, I, I like it too thank you thank you so much yes like you know mm-hmm. and you know um for me um and this is just my experience for mm-hmm. me that is why i really had to speak spirituality and break away from indoctrine because mm-hmm. um like most individuals, I believe, um, who grew up around very religious and doctrine do's and don'ts, it's we are taught to be humble, right? But we were not explained what humble meant. So mm-hmm. humble to us was okay. You know, I grew up in that household. I couldn't wear makeup. I couldn't wear pants. It was intense over there. 
Very intense. Okay. <laughs> no jury. No. But we love us some uncary, but it was oh, listen, mama, yes, she loved us back. Okay. She loved us back. But like when it came to the, the, the religious portion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we are taught to, like you said, be humble. And so even from a young girl, when people, oh my God, you sang so good, my response was, pray for me. Like, oh, thank you. Just keep praying. So odd. (laughs) Like, weird. And it felt weird. Like, it it felt weird. You know, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to say thank you. And then if I do say thank you, is that me taking away glory from God? Or it would be Mm -hmm. like, oh, praise God. Oh, you did this. Oh, praise God. Thank you. Like, you know, like, and so that really is where it stemmed for me from, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, God said he would make us the head and not the tail. So clearly we are supposed to be observed at the top, you know, and there's nothing wrong with those things. And so I'm learning, but that is where it stemmed at from me Mm -hmm. for me. And um, I'm learning. I am learning to be like, girl, you are good. Like you're, you're not just good. You're great. Like you are great at what you do. And I can encourage everybody else, but it's like when they say encourage yourself, sometimes yeah. you gotta encourage maybe true words have never been spoken or written. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you encourage yourself. And um, <laughs> I heard this saying in a different kind of situation, but I heard somebody say, "Hey, you gotta believe it in your heart and in your mind." Like you know what I'm saying? You have to believe it in your heart and in your mind. And so, um, yes, I'm learning. I am learning. I am learning. And I am I, I I am learning that the things that I desired are were real. Like it wasn't just a it wasn't just a oh like that little hope one day, right? Yeah. Like no, like this that burning desire that you are breaking generational curses and that you are going to have that abundance to help others, that has been living with inside of me since I've been a young girl. And it's like, oh, you wasn't crazy. Mm-hmm. You wasn't just, you know being extra you know <laughs> yeah you were just being extra you know like look, look look cardi cardi said Car- and i love me some cardi b cardi yes. b said i do the most because y'all don't do enough because y'all don't do enough <laughs> <laughs> and baby i'm standing on it yeah look because y'all don't do, do enough. enough like you know yes and most definitely like you know um and that is so funny that you say that because just thinking about like, you know, I sing and when people be like, who is your favorite artist? All my favorite artists are rap artists. Like I don't have a favorite. Yes, I love a rapper. <laughs> give me a, give me the rapper all day. Like they're going to be like, who is, and it's funny. Like I would go into the studio and sing. They'd be like, oh, who are you inspired? Don't get me wrong. I love music. I love singers. But when I could not point out a favorite, you know what I'm saying? Now, if I just had to give somebody their praise for their vocals, then Jasmine Sullivan is my boo like you know what i'm saying but like i don't have that favorite you know because i'm a lyricist but you give me a rapper i'll be like did you hear what he said (laughs) did you hear what he just said on the track what he said (laughs) you know like when jay-z said i just made a million off a sink instead of you know pretty much risking it all trying to you know, yeah. get a, make a million. I, I was like, did you hear what he said? Like, did you hear what he said? Like, yes. Like, so, but for me, I am, I am, I am still learning. I'm still in, embracing that. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about it, though. 
because yeah. every day I'm seeing stuff. And so I have to just like exist in the moment. I'll be like, this is really for real. Like, you know, like <laughs> this, this is really my, for real. Like not, uh, the things <laughs> that I'm imagining is are they're happening. Like yeah. the things that I'm like, yo, you watch, it's gonna happen. Like, and then I turn around and they be like, right there. Right there, and I and, and this is the thing I say all the time. Lord, I knew I wasn't crazy. God, I wasn't crazy. Like, I knew I wasn't crazy. I'm pretty right. sure, like I created. Uh, gee, you are entertaining, girl. You fucking <laughs> right. So, uh, as we are coming to a close, I've enjoyed our talk so much. Yes. You are so magical. For so my talkers out there, make sure you go purchase my magical brown unicorn but before we let miss ren go tell me who 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 are the top five magical people that you've encountered in your life they mm. were magical to you and for you uh first and foremost my mother like my mother gave me so much in the 22 short years that i were, was able to experience her mm -hmm. um my mother's definitely one. Uh, and then, you know, I was blessed to have my father in the household. So my father, because my father has always been self-employed, you know, and uh, that was something that inspired me to get up and get it every day, you know, mm -hmm. um, truly magical. Uh, my brother, you know what I'm saying? He got to make the list. He is one of the most intelligent individuals that I know and he is the one who encouraged me to continue to seek knowledge just to mm -hmm. always continue learning continue growing expanding um your mindset uh let's see here um number four most magical person that I have ever encountered um you know what this might seem crazy but uh Jack A and I know we both encountered her. <laughs> we both experienced her. We experienced her we experienced different her. ways. Different. Yeah, you know what? Listen, she said something though, and in the way that she delivered her message, but she was she said something and it really stuck with me. And she was critiquing a singer and she was like, hey, I don't care if you sing every note wrong. When you get on here, you own this stage. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yep. I, I don't care what I do. If I do it, I'm going to own it. I am going to own it. And hey, I'll just have to perfect it as I pursue it. Um, and then a other magical person is my mentor. I would really say um, my, my mentor uh, because she is not a gatekeeper. Mm. And me really saying that she wants individuals to win makes me want that even so much more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. For individuals. So those are the magical, you know, individuals in my life who have really like just boom. Um, if I could name my top five right now, you know, just mm -hmm. off the top of my head, if I could name the top five for where I am now. Yeah, those those were your magical, your yeah. magical sprinklers. Yes, um, <laughs> your magical sprinklers. You you are you own your own publishing company. Yes. And can you tell the audience how they can get with you if they want to produce their own magic? Yes. If you want to learn how to bring um, any of your amazing book ideas to life, you are definitely sitting on what could be a bestseller or a book that could change someone else's life. Then um, you can get in contact with me at brownunicornpublishing.com. Um, and we are also on Instagram at brownunicornpublishing.com. Uh, 
www.bookafreecoach.com as well. Uh, book a free consultation with me and I would love to talk about how uh, my team and I can help you birth your amazing book ideas. Y'all see it there on the ticker, brownunicornpublishing.com. Yes. She can help you bring your story to life and you can be as magical as her brown unicorn uh, that she created with her daughter, Cameron. Yes. It was such a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show today, Ren. Thank you, Tanae. It was an honor to be here. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so happy. And where can they publish your book and where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, so you can follow me on TikTok at um, official Renlo author. You can follow me on Instagram at um, Renlo author. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook at Renlo, the children's book author. I am on all platforms. If you look up Renlo author, you will definitely find me. Um, all of my books are available on Amazon.com um, and online wherever books are sold. Amazon would definitely be the easiest place to find them, but wherever books are sold. And then also check your local libraries in some of your local Barnes and Nobles, Walmarts and Targets because they are carried in in, um, some local uh, brick and mortars in demographic, in specific demographics. You better be international and all. Yes, I love it. So be sure to buy. It, it is a great gift. I gifted uh, my magical brown unicorn to my nieces and they love it. They think they are magical because they are. Because they it's are. Great, uh, if it's Christmas time, it's a great stocking stuffer. It's a great birthday gift. It's a great graduation gift from kindergarten, pre-K, eighth yeah. grade, high school. Yeah, listen, <laughs> we got some up in there too. <laughs> It's, it's great for all of that. So give it to the little magical uh, unicorn in your life. And I promise you, they won't be disappointed. It's going to be, it's the read that they're going to want you to read at bedtime. It's going to be the book that they want you to read when they wake up. Yes. So find your magic. And I hope through today's talk that you were able to somehow tap into your own magic and, you know, you're able to sprinkle your magic in whatever industry you're in, if you're in education, if you're in the corporate world, if you are thinking about, hey, I want to start my own book. Well, she's here. She told you where to find her and she's great at what she does. She has testimonials and I and I can attest to it. I've known Ren since I was five years old and uh, <laughs> to see her uh, uh, flourish and blossom into one of her many gifts is a beautiful sight to see. So you go and make sure you see it again. Thank you for tuning in to the Tanae Talks podcast, the podcast, the podcast that, uh, where you come to laugh and learn, the podcast that educates and entertains. I hope you're educated today. I know y'all was entertained because baby, we was entertaining. <laughs> Until next time.